Number one, Star Wars. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But before they all sold out, see it all together if you with me now. Hey everybody, welcome back to Nerds Ruin Everything. I'm Logan. And I'm Adam. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, Argyle at least, because one of us saw Argyle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and True Detective again, um, possibly, um, and then some very terrible news. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, just the worst. Uh um, we we can start with that, because I don't want to end yeah. on a, a downer. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Carl Weathers passed away like suddenly. Yep. Uh, what Liter- February first? Yeah, literally two weeks before his his seventy seventh birthday. Um, and- which. I had no idea he was like, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like he's 77, but good grief. Like he does not, he did not look or act like a 77 year old um, man. I mean, he was literally getting the third life in his career, like with directing and uh, directing and starring in star Wars. It's, it's, it's so shocking to me. Like it took the wind out of my sails when I saw it yesterday. Yeah. You you sent me a, you sent me the uh, you actually broke the news to me. Um, mm-hmm. We were actually it's it's funny we were texting each other, literally at the exact same time. Um, and we'll we'll talk about what I texted you in a, in a few yeah. minutes. But uh, yeah, it seems <laughs> I'm sure it seems so disingenuous. Like after you texted me, I texted you something, and uh, or the way it came through, and it was just like, and then I. Uh, saw like i read what you texted me the the Mm -hmm. piece and then i i took like an hour long dive into uh just like reading about carl weathers and yeah um it's i don't know he's just one of those guys that in like all in my life that I, I just always saw in things, you yep. know, like he was never out for, you know, like a lot of those 80s guys um, had to pivot in some way, shape or form. Not not everybody was uh, Sly or Arnold, you know, and could mm-hmm. could even when their careers were faltering could could somehow still manage it especially stallone um arnold got into politics of course so that Mm -hmm. that helped but you know a lot of those guys jesse ventura too but yeah a, a lot of those guys just couldn't make it work for the longest time and you know carl weathers like so we grew up watching him in rocky and predator um yeah like and action jackson i mean like (laughs) like we we saw him like you know we like my dad i was talking to my dad about him and my dad remembered him from football 
like because he was an athlete he was like a like he was a premier athlete before anything right um and like it was just like he was also a comedian like i mean he did some great like i mean like i also remember like at 18 or 16 17 like you know i mean happy gilmore yeah that's the rest what of i was development. gonna say like yeah. here was this guy that as eight and nine year olds we were like man he's so awesome like he, <laughs> he fights rocky he fights the predator like yeah you know his action phase you know coming out of his football career and yeah. then as teenagers we see him pop up in something like happy gilmore which uh you know, it is like twofold. He wound up, uh, apparently he wound up hurting himself pretty badly doing yeah. a stunt uh, on Happy, where he falls out the window. Um, mm-hmm. And they did it a few times. And like he, he was playing the tough guy and not telling anybody like, hey, I'm, I'm like the way I'm landing on this thing. Like, it's not good. Like, it, it hurts. Um, he's like, I just toughed it out, did it a few times and it wound up causing like a debilitating back injury, um, which sucks. But like, there's also a lot of what's in that role. Uh, what I was reading about was, was him, not just the writing. It was him coming to the table and being like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Um, and then uh, several years later, he pops up in Arrested Development as the acting coach for Tobias. And all of that was apparently him. Like, yeah, he literally sh- just showed up and was like, I, what if I play the character this way? You know, all of those uh, ideas in that are very uh detrimental <laughs> to his character like <laughs> on screen were yep. we're all him you know but like i i, I don't know the money the money yeah. stuff the always money, like, talking the, about the, the money and the food and the food <laughs> yes the food like like i was reading like um i'm a huge arrested development fan until until the netflix series because i i don't believe the netflix series. like the netflix series is only good for one thing and it unlocked jason bateman's like relationship with netflix it's the only thing that i feel like it's good for <laughs> um the rest of it is just terrible but the original three of series the 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 original three um uh seasons like i'm a huge fan of and like the commentaries when the Carl Weathers episodes come up are just like, they revere him because they didn't realize how fucking funny this dude was. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, but it's obvious. Like all you need to do is watch happy Gilmore and like all the shit he does there. And there's no ego. Like that's the thing that I loved about the second part of his career was that there was nothing too small for him to do because he'd come in and you'd watch him and it would just be like fucking Carl Weathers, man. Like he's great. Like, like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I just kind of love that part about him was that there really like, you know, like you said at the time, there really wasn't anything he couldn't do. Like you watch like the career that he had and 
you can tell that the second part of the career, it was just trying to find somebody that believed in him. You know, do you know what I yeah. mean? It was like, yeah. like there was like, you could always tell that like Sandman, like the older I get, the more I be, I, I appreciate Sandman for, or Sandler for the stuff he does outside of the movie, like inside of the movies and outside, like his movies, they're not great. I mean, we all know this, but it's the thing that he supports his friends and he loved Carl. Like he yeah. loved Carl, like his, I got more emotional about what I what I saw him write than I did with Stallone's like um, Stallone's like social media post. Even though Stallone and him were supposedly still really close, um, but it's like it's wild to see that it took a Star Wars right. It took Favreau and Filoni to really unlock him in all of the like. I feel like Grief Karga is like. Everything that Carl Weathers is, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's like, all of that kind of just coming together. Um, yeah. Because he was still the action guy, the muscled, uh, the heavy. Mm -hmm. and But he also got to play light and funny and also got to do some dramatics as well. And then on the other side of the camera, Star Wars is the first time I I knew that he directed anything, but then you go back and look and like, he was a fairly accomplished television director going back in until like the late eighties, early nineties. Um, yeah. no, like huge, huge projects, but like he had been out there directing and like you, what you said is so on point. It, it took a lot of those guys, and some of them still haven't. It uh, took a lot of those guys a long time for us to get the kind of depth of that that '80s action star ego. Mm -hmm. And like he didn't, if he had it, it certainly fell a lot earlier than everybody else's, than the Van Dams or or yep. the Stallones or the Arnolds or uh, you know any of those guys. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I think about his Rocky stuff and I'm like, yeah, like he was so committed to that part. Like, yeah. I, I don't know that any other like action heavy in that era would have been okay constantly playing second fiddle. Like, sure, he gets his moment in the first movie but mm -hmm. like ev all all the rest of it is it, basically him losing building up to literally him dying and being dying. The motivation <laughs> yeah so like um uh, but also like it's weird because it's like but it comes first circle for him because that payment that 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 commitment, that egoless, like, step back, right? Like, never mind, okay, like, let's never mind the fact that fucking Apollo, like, it's so weird to me that Carl Weathers is much younger than Stallone, right? He's, like, by, by like, five years. Like, yeah. I, like, I think, I think it's, like, five years or something like that. And never mind the fact that he retires before Rocky does, right? But, like, at every turn, it becomes this whole thing where it's like less and less and less until the fourth one where it's like, okay, well, you're going to be the emotional touchstone. Like, you know, you, you, you get killed 
and you're the reason why I like my emotions and stuff, right? But the thing is, is it becomes full circle, and he never plays a single part in Creed. Like, he never has a single moment in Creed. They don't do the weird, oh, yeah, we're going to bring him back to life in a yeah. dream sequence, right? But but he's just there. There. Like, he's he, fucking there. He looms over that fucking movie because it's called Creed, right? And I feel like the first movie is literally, like, the creed that they're talking about is not Adonis. It's Apollo because it's the, like, it's a, it's all about like, like the, like, even now I get like a little emotional about it because it's like such a, it's such a well-made film, but it's also like this thing about like not wanting to be a mistake. Right. And it's like, like that, like you kind of give this weird ego dig you get this dig at the beginning because Apollo didn't like, you know, because he's the illegitimate child. But at the end, when they finally do show Creed, like they show they they show Apollo and he says that thing, it's it tells you how much embedded investment and how egoless and how much emotion there is a for Carl Weathers' performance, that you get that emotional like heft and like no cliche, like no pun intended, but the emotional punch in that movie, like literally, he is the third, like he is the third coast, like he is the third star of that movie, even though he never steps one single foot in that story, right? Yeah. Um, I just like you know that's an attestment. That's a testament not to Stallone, but more of. Carl Weathers and his effect that he had on Ryan Coogler, right? Like, because Coogler's the one that kind of hits that home. Like, it's weird because I, like, I'd been thinking about it and I was like, how the fuck did we get Creed? And it's such a beautiful, like, like, poem to, to Carl Weathers and passing the torch. But (laughs) when I look at, like, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, it's so clumsy. Like it's really clumsy, but like yeah. Creed does the same thing. It's just it does it in a different way, and it's just like I'm always I I I just thought about that like you know when I was like you know thinking about Weathers to uh yesterday I was like how did they do that like how did they do that and it's the the answer is is that we haven't had time to process Chad's legacy but we absolutely as soon as we start watching creed we're already processing it it's not even grief because he's still alive we're just processing like oh shit like i didn't realize carl weathers is like the de facto mvp of this series because think about it after after four it deflates it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't really work until until creed right i mean i don't know it's all it's it's all a mixed bag after yeah. four. Um, you know, five has its moments. You know, I I do like there's there's parts of five I like. Um, yeah. I I, I you told me I didn't hear no bell. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then the, there's the, the attempted mi- reboots. So yes. Well, Rocky Balboa. The first thirty minutes of Rocky Balboa. Where it's like the first Rocky is good. Yeah. It's just when they when they decided to do this whole like he's going to get into the ring and do the George Foreman shit was the thing that I didn't care too much for. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, and to be perfectly honest, like Rocky Balboa should have probably have never been made because Sage had died. 
Like, that's to be perfectly honest. Like, if you're going to put his son, like, if you're going to, like, he casted his son, right? And his son yeah. wasn't super great. But the mere fact that you didn't include your son, which you probably, sh like, you know, like, he was already gone. But at the same time, it's like, to, like, put in Milo, uh, or Milo, I can't think of his name. Uh, I can't think of his last name, but. Vintamiglia. Vintamiglia. <clears throat> that's what I just felt like it was like, huh? It, 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 it like it just didn't make sense to me, especially because of how close, like, Stallone is to that character and how much it it's family to him. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just it was a weird kind of concept. But um, Creed, like Creed, works. Like at least the first one. Um, I haven't seen the third one. The second one feels like just kind of like. I don't know. It feels yeah, like I mean I I like this. It feels like a retread, but I do like yeah. the second one. Um I I'm with you. I, I didn't get around to seeing the third one. I I guess we were kind of at the beginning of that like oh shit, John of the Majors. Um yeah. kind of thing. Um but yeah, it, and then going like jump it to Star Wars. Like what a just perfectly cast part for him oh yeah oh yeah i mean grief karga is like like you often you wonder sometimes like did felonian and favreau create this character specifically for him because it's like it's like what we don't know is relationships right because you end up finding out like a lot of oftentimes people that end up getting in these casting situations like have been friends with these people for a certain amount of time right or they're familiar with them and they're like you know what let's get this dude apart let's like we we want him to play we want him to come play in this in this in this world and like grief karga is like it literally feels like it was like designer suited for carl weathers in all aspects of it like the gregariousness the like you know like season one is kind of fun because it's like he's basically a handler for bounty hunters right and then he betrays him and only carl weathers could betray somebody and then come back and go no dude i'm sorry i fucked up like this was a bad situation um i've made it worse but i want to help and like turns around and like gets this like like becomes becomes this thing that's like amazing like uh, like he ends up running the the planet right like he becomes uh what was it that he becomes um i can't think of the the thing that he calls himself uh, um prefecture was it yeah prefecture? something like that yeah and like i don't know man like it's just kind of great right like like it it's it it's a beautiful like way to like like i don't know if there's any other way that you could end a career more beautifully like on top right like i mean directing star wars like doing like directing star wars like that's like like i think about that like starring in a star wars and having a meaningful part not some kind of subpar part and not like just a carbon copy of lando but like an actual like an actual character right and has meaningful like things to do in the story but beyond that being a part of the creative team so much like contributing so much that they're like 
we want you to be a director on this. We like, and then he does it, and then they return him to the same series. Like, it's one thing to get one a one and done, right? But to have, like, you know, to have two episodes and directed having directed two episodes of the series that yeah. says something, um, especially with the powerhouse directors that they that they have, like. You know, just I mean, just Filoni and, and Favreau alone, like they could have just like stocked up and just had done the episodes themselves. But they they allow like they they allow him into that creative like atmosphere. I It's kind of like I like it's like the happy ending you want for your heroes that they so, so, so often do not get. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's just I don't know. It's one of those things where like you look at his career and it it was great, but also at the same time, it's like I wish it had been so much bigger than that because yeah. he was better than a lot of the the parts he did wind up having. Um, but then, like you know, I I guess he had the career he had and he was part of a lot of really great things um including i mean he's combat carl in the toy story franchise um yes. for for what you know those brief appearances and that's you know that's something um no absolutely part of. uh yeah I, I was yeah i was just so floored by and i mean the 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 release said died peacefully in his sleep so you know i mean i i hope that's true and i you can't really ask for you know a better way to go um absolutely no you're, you're right like you like you don't like you know it wasn't long prolonged like a devastating thing he just you know, like I said, he like he literally went out on top. Like, like I couldn't, like I think about it, and I'm like, I'm sad. But I mean, imagine that, like, like you get your, you get your, like it sucks, but it, it's also like the kind of swan song that you want. Like every actor wants, right? Yeah, they want to be respected again. They want to be like. I mean, he he was he he was seventy. Like you know, he was seventy three or what was it? Uh, it was seventy. He was seventy. Six, 76 he was 76 almost 77 years old he was about to turn 77 and was doing like was probably working in the biggest budgets that he'd ever worked like the biggest things that he had ever worked in in his life like yeah. i like like in not in the like not in that kind of like rocky way where you're kind of like you're doing the heavy lifting and you have to be there and you have to do all the 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 pride swallowing stuff. No, like he was he was actually like, you know, I think about the last moments that he was in Mandalorian and like it's kind of amazing because like he's the he's the like, you know, he like, you know, like it's like the it's a weird kind of statement because I uh, like I hadn't even thought about it. But like he lets the Mandalorian stay where like, you know at his planet he like lets them become like he does exactly what america always should do but never does right bring us your weak bring us your your yeah. hungry but it's like it, it's like so wonderful because it's so just off the cuff and so grief carga like 
it's not it's done with a little bit of humor a little bit of sly wink and nod like you know but at the same time like the the his last act as this character is just such a wonderful piece of like exactly what star wars should be right like that whole thing of like you know the most positive reaction to something or the most positive way that you can approach something and, and the way we get to see that character grow yeah in a show that isn't about that character you know yeah and you know i i don't know a lot of that i i do kind of wonder like you know how much of that is carl weathers and i mean reading all i've read i, I would have to say like well i mean probably a lot of it um i yeah you were talking about what adam sandler said like getting mm -hmm. to you and I, it was ahmed best's uh condolences that he put out that that really hit me hard because mm -hmm. like yeah here you have a guy who the franchise like not the franchise wasn't kind to the fans of the franchise were not yes. kind to at all. I mean, including me at various points, not necessarily yeah. Dom at best, but like when you play the character of Jar Jar Binks, anything that's said about Jar Jar Binks is imagine hard not to take super personally. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he got, a little bit of a second bite at the apple when they brought him on for that that kids game show that they mm -hmm. wound up just dumping on youtube which it sucks because i i thought it was fun um you know but it just didn't catch on and it's fine and then they bring him back as that like that same character and he gets to be directed by carl weathers and you know it it's yeah it, it's such a great thing to yeah. to have done uh for for ahmed um and i it, you know I, I mean i can't imagine that he, carl weathers wasn't also a guy that ahmed best grew up watching and idolizing i mean just like us you know yeah like yeah it, it's it's just, yeah it's such a just a sad freaking day um and because there was there was more in the tank and that you know and yeah. not and not you know to be sound even remotely cynical about it but like you look at him and like he just he wasn't done you know no no he wasn't he he was absolutely not done and but like i look at that and i go like there's a man who had who had so like you said it had so much left in the tank and i think and it's kind of like it's both shitty but it's also wonderful because it just shows the kind of man he was yeah. because if you think about it we've seen it on other superstars that got rejected, right? Or like stars of his ilk, right? That got rejected and how bitter and how calcified their their ways become. And he never was like that. Like I think about it and it's like, 
the way that he was just kind of like he flowed and he ebbed. And of course, there were probably setbacks um, and there were probably things that pissed him off. But you can tell through the creativity, it never got to that point. It never pierced that part of his soul. Right. Like that, that part that makes you creative, that makes that pushes you. I mean, like, like I said, like he's 70, he was fucking, he was 76 years old. Like there are very few people, like there are very few 70 year olds that I know that could star and direct like anything, like anything, like, like let alone, let alone a star Wars, a, a, like a physically taxing thing like making a star wars like making making star wars because i hate using tv as like you know like all of the star wars is just star wars it's not yeah like, it's, it's yeah. not the same as like direct like it, it's not the same as regular tv because a it's yeah. star wars b it's live action star wars it's effects heavy work it's also mm-hmm. heavily scrutinized work yep. and like and he was doing it so very well like yeah. just so damn good that like i i mean i cannot forget like watching season uh with season one was his first episode um yeah. uh and just being like holy shit did that say directed by carl weathers <laughs> like uh it's like blown away by like oh shit he can direct too like what can't this guy do you know it, it's just yeah i i don't know i i wanted i wanted to go on like a a a, a kick and just watch a, a whole bunch of stuff unfortunately like a lot of his uh i mean unless you want to watch predator or rocky a lot of his mm-hmm. stuff isn't like readily uh available, available. Um, yeah, I'm sure you could dig up some episodes of TV that he I, I it almost got, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been wanting to rewatch The Shield, and uh, I, I yes. was like, man, he was in two episodes of The Shield, but then I was like, yeah, that's a that's a commitment that I'm not really ready to jump into. But I've been wanting to rewatch that show for the longest time. Um, but yeah, I was so so bummed by all of that, and yeah. But I I I gotta think there's no way in hell they do the stupid thing and recast Grief Carga. No, no, they're gonna like they no, absolutely not. Like John and Dave are like. And especially Dave is so reverent, so reverent to like these kinds of things. Like, uh, I don't see how that's going to happen. Like, honestly, I really don't. Like, you kind of like, it's like one of those things where they've left it to a point. Like, you know, Mandalorian season three ends in a way that if you just like, I almost think it's fitting that you don't you let him live the life that he's going to live on that planet and you just don't return. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't, you let him, you let him have peace. Right. Like Mando already has caused enough grief for him. <laughs> like yeah. literally, like I know, <laughs> I know it's a like cliche, but like Mando has already caused enough shit in his life. And uh, like, 
And the thing that I, I love about about the character is, is that when we return to him, he's actually made the place that he like that he presides yeah. over a better place. Like it's it, like people love him. He's adored. He's like, you know, they're putting a statue up of him and shit. Um, like they put up a statue up of him. Like it's just it's one of those things where it's like if they never returned there and like yeah, you kind of just get to to imagine like okay yeah. he, he got his his like he lived happily ever ever after basically you know exactly that, that that's that's what i want i want his they, they like you know i want the you know i want that and then you know i mean you know for carl i mean you know you just got to do it like i i don't i don't see how that they they have it in a place where they can just leave it alone. And I think that they will. Like, to be perfectly honest, I don't think that it's there's nothing there that's needed, right? Like, you've done it. You've given him yeah. his swan song. There's no need. There might be, like, there might be a way to say something or do something with season four where it's just a, like, a calm, like, a, a calm thing goodbye. Uh, but I don't even want that. I don't know if I yeah. want that at all because, like I said, it's kind of perfect the way they leave it with him. Like yeah. you know, he's in peace. Like he's like he's actually like his story has sunsetted. So yeah, yeah like I, I more, agree. So like more than anything, I think that like you know, like it, it's kind of weird. It's both very sad, but also. Like I take solace in the fact that, like, he has his happy ending. Like, yeah. you know, and I mean, like, and uh, as as sad as it is, and as much as we're saying, like, yeah, he he had plenty left to do. Um, yeah, to go out on top like that, like starring and directing, uh, something that will live on for so damn long like so many franchises mm -hmm. will fall by the wayside but like star wars is one of those that i feel like i mean not even i it's it's it's, it's stupid to even say we'll live on like forever is possible you know as long as we could possibly even think about like decades mm -hmm. and decades and decades and decades far beyond us, you know, people will be discovering star Wars. Um, unlike, you know, I, <clears throat> a, a lot of those uh, like Rocky, like post creed Rocky, the Rocky franchise might be, dead dead not not that people won't you know won't pop back up here and there but like it, it's it would it would be really it would take something else bizarre to revive that franchise for a third go round um yeah. <clears throat> but uh but yeah star wars I mean, it'll outlive all of us <laughs> you know um so like for him to have that place in a galaxy far, far away is, yeah, it's, it's truly special. I'm glad he got that opportunity. You know, whatever led to, hey, you know who'd be great for this? Carl Weathers. Whatever led to that, like, I, I'm 
so happy for. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, you know, it's the best. It's the the best kind of, like, it's the best kind of casting um, that you could possibly have. Like, I don't know. Like, there's something, there's some times where, like, there's some times where it's right. And it's right for all the right reasons, because oftentimes I feel like, especially when you watch and you hear about stories and you hear about rumors and gossips about how truly shitty people are, the right people, like, it's the right casting, but it's the wrong person. Like, do you know what I mean? And I feel like Carl Weathers, like, with, like, this final chapter of his life, it it was the right casting, it was for the right reasons, and it was the right goddamn person. Like, it just, it, like, you know, in every respect, you just look at it and you go, yeah, like, and, like, at the end, it's like, I often think about this now, like, as I'm getting older and I'm getting midlife, and it's like, or I am in midlife, I'm very in midlife, right? And it's like, I'm glad that a lot of my wins didn't come early in my life, right? Like, I had wins, but I also had some really devastating defeats, and, like, having wins later in your life they're just more meaningful and you appreciate them more and i see carl weathers and i watch the behind the scenes stuff of the mandalorian and you see him directing you see him acting and you see them talking about him and you can tell and on his face it's all gravy like it's all like i'm happy i'm not only happy to be here i deserve to be here and more importantly i'm going to do better than anybody thinks that I'm going to do. I mean, yeah. damn. I mean, that's not, if that's not excellence in your final, like in your final days, like, like, I don't know what is like Carl Weathers is the example of like how to do it gracefully when you get knocked down. Like, you know, like that Rocky step, stupid Rocky yeah. thing about like, it don't matter. It don't matter. Yeah. If you're here, how no, hard get you up. get hit. It's, get up. Yeah. It's whether you stand back up. So, um, and this yeah. motherfucker did it like gracefully, like did yeah. it like Gene Kelly, like got knocked down and got back up and kind of still floated around. I'm like, it's like I still think about like I'm like I'm amazed by that because like it didn't set in like when you watch him, it doesn't set in that this is a guy that's in his seventies, right? Like mid seventies. Huh? Like it, like it does, like it doesn't matter that like you know he's like he doesn't look it. It's also the way he acts. Like it never feels like, and even like when you watch behind the scenes or you watch him talking or you see him at events because he was at events and stuff, like it never felt like, oh man, this guy is like, got like, you know, man, this is, this is sad. Like, you know, they, they roll him out for like the two minutes of scene work that he needs to do. And then they roll him back in. Right. Uh, Like, like, you know, no, he was a vital, vital man. And like, it looked it and like acted like it until the very end. Uh, like I'm very sad that we're not going to get more Star Wars or more anything from him. Like, yeah. like I mean, of course, there's probably stuff that we don't know about that's probably in the bag. Um, and hopefully, maybe this prompts <clears throat> people. Like this prompts more of the the he the work that he did in the 80s, and he did do a lot of work, guys. If you didn't know, it just we can't I mean, he, we can't he, watch he it. He started in his own damn TV show for yeah two seasons. Yep. So, so 
there's all this stuff out there, right? And we don't have a, we don't have it available. And the only thing that's going to be the nice re sprite or reprises the fact that people are going to actually discover beyond Star Wars, Carl Weathers, like, yeah. and that's that's the best thing that you could possibly ask for when somebody passes on. Um, yeah, it's it's like man, like yeah. So, so yeah. Um. Yeah, so on a little bit <laughs> of happier news, my, my text to you <laughs> when you sent yes. me a sad text was <laughs> that, um, so I I started playing Super Mario Wonder, yes. and what, I like, I don't, I, I've never played anything like this. It's amazing okay i'm blown give away me the short... okay so give me the short pitch for this or for everybody give give the short like give the elevator pitch and including gameplay because i feel like with the wii you have to talk about like the actual mechanics of the game am i correct in that assumption Oh, you mean the Switch? Uh, yeah, the Switch. I'm yeah. sorry, not, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it is platform, mm-hmm. but it, it eschews a lot of the things that we associate with Mario, which sounds like a detriment, mm-hmm. but it, it winds up being, oddly compelling like the so the the clock is gone for almost every world there there is no timer thank god like to be perfectly honest thank god like i'm not a big fan of that i was never a big fan of that um so so it, it allows you a lot more room to explore these levels so the name of the game super mario wander is kind of like a play on words as well. Like you're allowed to wander yes. and wonder. Okay. And it's not it's not open world. I I would the closest thing I, I could equate it to would be Super Mario Sunshine, I think, for me. Okay. Uh which was okay. probably my favorite Mario sense. game. Um in Super Mario Sunshine was similar in that like it ditched a lot of the things that you associate with the Mario franchise um, mm-hmm. and brought him to uh, kind of a, a new way of playing the game. And this does that as well. Um, it It is still moving from like world to world, level to level, but you, you have, you know, some touchstones that, that some like worlds between worlds. Uh, the mm-hmm. map is a little more, uh open worldy uh you can okay. kind of just wander around from level to level it it gives you level difficulties so like if you're not up to if you don't feel like you're up to a certain uh thing you can kind uh-huh. of bypass it for the most part the only thing you can't really bypass is the 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 castles quote the, you know mm-hmm. the main like into the level but you still have to earn your way into going up against like those those 
world bosses. Um, okay. So, it, but the, the the gameplay is really the thing. It, it's yeah. It's like it's like I I've never done mushrooms or dropped acid, but I feel like <laughs> it's like what playing Mario on acid might feel like. Um, so, oh, so shit. you're trying to get these seeds in every yeah. level. You have to collect a certain number of them and you get one just by beating the level. And the second one is, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a specific phrase for what it is, but you have to mm-hmm. find this special, uh, thing in every level that takes you to, uh, the acid trip version of the level, and huh. like, like there in in the first world, there's this uh, piranha plant level, of course. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the the kind of alternate version of it, when you find this yeah. special uh, pipe or whatever that takes you to this uh, alternate flipped acid trip version of it. The piranha plants are like dancing and singing around you. And and I'm just what? like, what the hell is going on? Like it, it is crazy. And and it's not like any Mario thing. It I I'll I'll put it it's akin to like when we all played Super Mario 2 after playing you know Super Mario 1. Yeah, yeah and, and knowing Mario stupidity. and Luigi, and you're yeah. just like the fuck is happening here <laughs> yeah like what is this um and and you know purists might be like no this is that this isn't mario but like it i mean it just doesn't matter it, it's so much fun that I, like i i couldn't stop playing it you know and and it makes me want to replay worlds like because there's so much going on in each world that like I know there's stuff I'm I'm missing. You You're know? missing. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Um so it sounds like the best peanut butter chocolate situation, peanut butter being Mario, chocolate being Zelda. It sounds like they took a, a few cues from old school Zelda um and added it into Mario. And got away from the stuff that I feel like the timer has been something that the fans have really, I don't know about you, but I've really hated, like, I dislike, like it's so much so that I stopped playing Mario brother games because it's just, it, it, it's annoying because it doesn't allow me to proceed in the way that I want to proceed. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it, it certainly inhibits the exploration of the world's, Yes. Which, you know, is fine if there's no secrets to uncover. But going back to the very first Super Mario Brothers game, there's every world has its little secrets that you uh, you don't know about and because you don't have time to explore things. Yes. Um, and it, it, it's, it's nice to not... To not feel rushed. Um, I don't despise the timer. So before this, I was playing um, 
the uh the port of the the Wii Mario game, the Wii U yes. Mario game. Yeah. And it did have a timer, but the levels weren't so big that you couldn't yeah. explore. Like the timer, the it was smaller levels and a longer timer. So you would have, you know, almost six or seven minutes to explore every world. And it was small enough that you felt like you could kind of do that, you know? Yes. Um, or if you failed with the timer, you still, like, if you were exploring, you could go back and redo the level. But n- with the knowledge that you, right. you had found something, so you weren't exploring. Um, no, 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 like, I... I I remember that game. It took it, like it took me a second to like. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I remember that one. Um, uh, with the the Wii U. Um, so yeah no 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 absolutely. Like I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. If like this is what you're saying, like th- this is sounds like the the um, this sounds like where we're like where you want mario to head like i want it to be kind of open world i don't want it to be so like like and that's something about it feels like the rpg games almost yeah um the one that that cost two hundred dollars now to buy that nobody can buy because it was such a limited run and we thought that it was going to be here forever Um, yeah yeah. i'm a little pissed about that um right because i didn't (laughs) want to buy it but like like or like paper mario or like the, the uh ds uh mario uh mm-hmm. rpg games um it's not turn-based which thank god um thank god, but yeah. it does have that open world feel like that um mm-hmm. and it has uh badges which is something that's definitely oh. ported over from those yeah. games. uh different badges do different things different things um, yeah okay uh there's uh there's all kinds of cool little things that that you can do in the game that and i'm only into the second level um oh wow now second world or second second world second world okay yeah yeah okay or not second world but like you know it's like like we all know mario brothers are like love like one dash one one dash two one dash three and then to the castle and then it goes on to the next area or land or world or okay okay uh, that makes sense. Okay, so I, I absolutely but, think this game. If you own a Switch, especially mm-hmm. if you own one, uh, if you have uh, like high res capabilities, or if you have mm-hmm. uh, uh, OLED Switch, I think Switch. This, it's a absolute must buy just because it looks gorgeous. Like the the only struggles I've had gameplay wise. Is uh-huh. forgetting so, and you can probably change the controls, but the yeah. swim and the jump button are not what I'm normally used to them being. Are so, they inversed? Uh, like, are they inverse now, or are they like, are they no longer? I think it's what was it, the X and the I think I'd have to be X holding the L. controller, yeah, to, of course, but it, it, it's. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of what normally I I think it to be, but that's because mm-hmm. I think normally I would press A, and now A does something else because you can hold, 
you can hold an item like so the new uh tanuki suit or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it for this game is an elephant like you can become an elephant i saw and the screenshots of that and i was going to ask you about that it, so. it's it's fun um okay it, it he so far I, it's fairly limited in mm-hmm. what i've been able to do with him um but he's still it, it's still fun to watch elephant mario running around um so if you like say i have a fire flower and then i mm-hmm. get the the elephant power up rather than mm-hmm. lose the fire flower it now reverts to the a button so if you hold down the a button you can swap back and forth between fire mario oh, and elephant mario um, that's cool yeah that's very I, cool actually i really like that mm-hmm. but when you're on a swim level and you forget that and you're like oh pressing a so fast and mario's yeah. sinking and you're like what is happening it's like oh <laughs> yeah it's not a it's b now um <laughs> so yeah that that took a it's taken a little getting used to um okay but you know i, I i'll get there um every game has a, its change-ups with gameplay but uh yeah. I, I yeah I'm I'm loving this game. I I'm not gonna be prepared to put it down when my P- long-awaited PS5 gets here next week. Um, <laughs> which so it, should it, tell fans like you're you're officially getting a PS yes. a, a PS5. It will be uh, here Wednesday, news. I think, which means probably Thursday. Um, yeah. <laughs> so much for Prime <laughs> two-day shipping. I, I love how two day shipping is now like eh, four or five days probably. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> two day, and, two business day shipping. Yeah. Uh, and, plus and, an extra day or two. Yeah, and and also we're gonna start showing you commercials uh, during the streaming content. Oh, so I have a fucking why, like yeah. Why am I paying for Prime? Why am I giving this asshole money for? Uh, yep. And. Don't get me wrong. I I don't support like the business practices, like the stress they were putting on delivery people. I like I don't mm-hmm. support that anyway. It's the idea of like you saying one thing and then it's just like, well, it's not actually two days, you know. I mean, yeah. So, but it it just it that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i was genuinely like just a, a random side note because i like well we can talk about uh, i watched the first two episodes of mr and mrs smith because i was very intrigued by it right um first off they like you know them asking me for 2.99 in a dish a month in addition to not have commercials like yeah fuck you jeff bezos um sorry uh but i am not a worshiper at any billionaire's feet um i'm not going to do that that just means that i'm just not going to watch your content anymore like that's literally what it means if you put commercials on things i will stop them immediately um uh so i watched like luckily uh mr mrs smith did not have commercials and what i think is going to happen is is i think that they're older series are going to have commercials so if like you're trying to catch up on something good luck you're going to see commercials on it now uh unless you want to you want to pay, you know, the additional $40 along with your prime subscription of 
what, $150? So it's like $200 just not to get commercials. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. And you don't give us any other great content. Like, I literally watched what? I watched two, sh- I'm going to probably watch two shows now on Amazon. I watch Reacher, and I'm probably going to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, we can get into that one later. Uh, but, yeah, no, not at all. What the hell, Jeff Bezos? Crap. Um, I did want to ask you one more thing about Mario Wonder. Do we think that this is ultimately um, Nintendo's plan to go with a more MMO-style game where it's open world, which I feel like a lot of a lot of Mario fans like we've we've been we've been like I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been baited, baited and switched too many times by Nintendo with the prospect of an MMO and they make it look like it is one, but it's very much so within the the Mario confines of a Mario game, which is disappointing. But this sounds like there may be a possibility of that. Like it's starting. Yeah. Like like is it this game features online play as well. I should say oh like you can team up and play levels i haven't mm-hmm. done it um i i've been actually been meaning to text spencer and because uh, so, i know he and ezra have the game i've been like hey can we like is there some time you guys can set aside because i would love to try this play like i i came there's nothing in in the game you can't do by yourself uh that i've read or come across mm-hmm. but like there's a level fairly early on uh where you you just have to the whole level is you have to find this x amount of uh let's say stars it's not stars but let's say stars there's five stars in the level and i couldn't find one of them and like it it gives you a hint like like some levels are more fun and easier to play with uh a partner and so it it basically just kind of incentivizes you like hey if you to play online yeah kind of like star wars kind of like the way that um star wars lego is like you know there's a component where you can get everything but there are additional little things that you have to do with two people that yeah. you can't just with your at group of avatars. Yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. Like so, that's the kind of online gameplay I don't mind. Like yeah, shoot 'em ups, I got cool. that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go with the Mario franchise next. And what what really not sucks. It's great, but like uh yes I, i'm pissed about uh, like not really being able to afford super mario rpg um mm-hmm. even though i'll probably still get it at some point um <laughs> well i feel like it's going to be re-released i think that yeah. nintendo is just waiting until the the rapidness is at a fever pitch and then they'll re-release it again to much uh, to to uh, to much fanfare right and sales because i mean it's not like well, like, there's nobody a, knew it was limited edition of it. Yeah, there, there's and there's yet another Mario game coming out next yep. week, uh, which I'm also excited for because it's another 
like it's funny how, how the Mario games that I love seem to be the ones that most Mario fans like are like eh like I I loved the Mario Rabbids games you know that um, yeah I know yeah you definitely and and I really really like the the Mario versus Donkey Kong uh DS games are some of my favorite games those are fun and when I saw that there was one coming to switch and it was coming out soon I was like oh god I'm never going to play Spider-Man 2 because I just want to play these games um Uh. so I'm I'm gonna (laughs) basically I'm gonna have to just like set, I know once I get into Spider-Man Two, it's all I'm gonna want to do. But I, oh, yeah. yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for for, like, I'm excited to still have stuff to play on my Switch that, that isn't, uh, Zelda. You know, I, I, not, yeah. not a knock against Zelda, but that that game will take over my life, and so like to be able to just move on to something that's less time consuming but also extremely enjoyable makes me happy so um so yeah which, we'll, we'll see <laughs> which it absolutely should like like um and i'm gonna tell you like it's going to be very hard for you to like to like sit there and not play the Mar- like not play spider-man 2 and not get like completely sucked into that into that world because yeah. I Man. might limit it to a weekend thing, you know, that way I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, not eschewing sleep and food for <laughs> for playing uh, Spider-Man 2 during the week. Because uh, I will tell you, I will tell you, like, that game, that takes up a lot of broadband, like, and it's not, it's not because it's difficult, like, um, it is difficult, but it's not because of frustration it's because like well the, I'll be honest the first with you, one is... did because I, like all i wanted to do was just explore the world like it's not yeah. like you said not not out of frustration or like this is hard i mean some of the challenges were hard but i just wanted to to swing around new york city as spider-man like it was so mm-hmm. relaxing this one, once you complete the the thing, it becomes that 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 which you love. Like I will be honest with you, like, but the the way that it's done, um, this version of it, um, something that we've not talked about because I wanted you to like experience it, and you will experience it. But the thing is, is that how can I put this to you? Like, it is like at a certain point you get into the game, and you want to complete it because you can't do the the thing that you normally do, which is is like, oh, I can stop this for a while and let's spend three hours, right, like roaming around and kind of beating up bad guys. Like, if I don't want to go to a crime, I don't have to. Like the way that the world is set up and how Venom takes over New York, that doesn't become possible. Like you literally get sucked into things by the symbiotes that are out there. Um, which is wild to say, but it forces you into a point to where you really want to finish the game. Like you really get to a point where you're like, okay, I want to finish this. Like it, it gives you the juice to do it. But I will tell you 
that that some of the controls have changed, but I feel like some of it is for the better. Most of it, 90% of it is for the better. We'll talk about like like the one annoying thing once you get to it. But uh yeah, dude, I don't see how you play this like I don't see how you can say weekends when when you start playing this game and how perfect it is and how optimized for PS5 it is that you're going to go, yeah, I can go back to my Switch, especially because this is like for me, this is the Spider-Man game that I've been waiting for all my life. The ultimate thing is the Switch is portable, and so I can throw it in my backpack and take it to work with me. And, you know, when things die down, I can, you know either on my break or lunch or whatever like i can can pull it out and play for 15 minutes and Mm -hmm. feel like i i you know it it sounds weird but like i got a little gaming in today you know like i Mm -hmm. know that's not a thing that most people but my thing is like i spend so much money on these consoles and these games to just let them sit there is asinine. Yes. So, no, like, I, I need to, like, I don't need to play every system every week because that, that's not possible. But, like, mm-hmm. if I can do just about, you know, 15 to 30 minutes of, like, a little bit of gaming every day, I'm like, okay, well, at least I haven't absolutely wasted my money on this thing. No, you're right. You that okay? Like you explaining it like that—that that makes complete and perfect sense. Like, like I don't, I don't. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that with Spider-Man Two. Like, it's going to be like, oh, oh, I've been playing for two and a half hours, which two to three hours when I during the week when I'm working, about two or three hours a day is my quote free time. And mm-hmm. like I, I as much as I'd like to spend it just playing this game, I I think the dog <laughs> would be very upset with me. <laughs> oh yes, she, she would probably she would probably destroy the PS5. Let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm excited for you to like finally get your hands on um on a PS5 and also like the game like to me like spider-man 2 is the game it's like everything that i wanted the load times are impossibly fast like i don't know how they do it like you remember how in spider-man 4 or i'm sorry in spider-man 2018 on the ps4 like you would traverse someplace and it would take like you know it could take up to like 20 or 30 seconds to load not anymore bro it's instantaneous like you literally it literally shows you like like it shows like this weird transition. It's not a weird transition. It literally goes from map to to inside. Um, like you go from like the map and it does this weird zoom thing, but it's literally one second load time. Like that's how good the PS5 is and how good Spider-Man 2 is. Um, and also like the biggest thing that I love is that you can instantaneously change between Peter or Miles. As long as you're not in a mission. Okay. So, like, it's wild. This game is super wild. I kind of, like, um, I haven't played, like, when I, I went to 100% on it, because it was pretty easy to do it. Um, but there's more DLC coming. Um, 
and uh, I'm super excited. But it took me like, I think it took me a month to beat it because I wasn't going super fast. Like I put probably to get to 100%, I did 60 hours. I think to complete the game, it was like 38 to 40 hours. And that's me like casual game, casually gaming, right? Um, more on the weekends, like three or four hours on the weekends, maybe two or three hours during the week. So like it took me a couple weeks to get there, right? But I got there. Um, it's wild. It, it it's an amazing game. Like I really like like I'm like I said like I True Blue loved the game. It lived up to the hype for me. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a level. There's just like a, a, and we'll leave it at this. There's a level where you play Miles and you're having to chase Black Cat as she's gone into the Sanctum Sword uh, uh, and stolen something from Doctor Strange that allows her to um, that allows her to like skip into other dimension, like uh, like it's a portal, right? It's like it's a portal stick, and you're chasing her as miles through the portal stick going into not just different worlds, but like, you know, all over New York. And it ends with a fight, like having to help her fight all these thugs and her trying to get away, but you trying to keep her. And eventually, you know, of course, like black cat does, um, gets away. So it's kind of like, it's that kind of wild inventive gameplay that they're really playing with on this one. Um, and that's just one thing. Um, though I will say <laughs> the complaints are true about Mary Jane. Like she looks different. She doesn't look <laughs> like, like they really made some really weird decisions for her and her, her levels are kind of wonky for me, uh, just because they were, I don't know, like you'll, you'll see what, what I'm talking about when you see, uh, when you play the game. But yeah, dude, I'm excited for you. Very much, uh, very, very much so excited to see how this plays out for you. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely. I'm happy that you you actually got in some time because I know that it had been a while for you uh, with the Mario game because I know that you had gotten it. Um, based well, yeah, of... I started playing uh, uh, Oracle of Seasons while I was because uh, oh, I ordered okay. the game and I started playing Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. I was like, ah, I'll, I'll, I never played this. Uh, I'll, I'll play a little bit of this. Then I got wrapped up in that, and I got to the the final boss, and I was having trouble beating it. And like, I, I went online to to kind of get some tips, and then it was it, like, I basically just heard, oh yeah, like after this, like here's like a few of the things you can. I was like, so literally the only thing left in this game for me is to beat this boss. And I, I'm like, I was like, I'm just kind of done. <laughs> like I, Shit. I, I was, I, I was having so much trouble with it um, that I like, I in so for anybody that doesn't know, because I, I learned this lesson the hard way. Um, if you're playing, it, like if you subscribe to the Nintendo Plus or whatever it's called, and you're playing those games online. The save function in the game does not work. Yeah. You have to create a suspend point. So don't make the mistake I made and think, oh, oh it says save. Oh, you're trying to save. 
Well, no, I I did that before and then started over because I was like, oh, I exited out of the game. I thought I had saved it. I did, but the game's save function isn't actually a save function anymore. Save function, yeah. You have to create the suspend point, Um, which is great because it lets you just pick up where immediately where you left off. off, And, like, you don't have to worry about like especially if you're having trouble with something, but mm-hmm. after that I was just like, you know, I really want to play Mario Wonder. I've had it for like two weeks. Um, I'm just, I'm done playing the Oracle of Seasons. Like I may go back to it someday, but I I, I didn't create a, a suspend point, so I'll I'll have to start all over. But I I done everything literally except beat the final boss. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not that, that, you know, devoted to like, oh, well, I have to beat that boss. Um, especially since if I was going to do that, I would uh, just go get the actual game so that I could link, get both of Seasons and Ages and link them together so that mm-hmm. I could, you know, do that, like unlock all those other things. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, lot, lots of video gaming for me in the near future, which is fine. Um, I, it has not left a lot of time for me to watch anything. I've only mm-hmm. watched one thing, and uh, I, I didn't finish it, so we can maybe talk about it. But you watched some stuff um, yes, I that did. I didn't get to watch, one of which is <laughs> Argyle, which... Uh, made a, a decent amount of money. It sounds like. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be surprisingly making a little bit of of money. Like, like it's not, it's not going to be the disaster that it um that it was supposed to be. Um, so it's a mixed bag. Like, I saw somebody like, okay, so like, <laughs> um, I don't want to ruin it because there's a couple of twists that happen that are very much so emblematic of the movie and like they make the movie more enjoyable if you don't know them um so i'm gonna kind of keep it spoiler free but what i can tell you is this um (laughs) like what i loved about the movie is that when it when it goes when it goes for it it goes for it like it goes totally bonkers like there's a moment where you go Oh, that makes sense. But this is wild. They did all of this for this. And it makes movie sense. Like, I think that the biggest problem that a lot of people are going to have with it is there's a choice that's made. And I feel like the choice is going to piss people off because they're shitty human beings. That's all I'm going to say about this. But it forces people to well the premise itself is kind of asin like just absolutely ridiculous right yes like she's but it gets... uh, she's an author and mm-hmm. it turns out she's been the stories she's been writing are actually true yes and how that how they get to that and how it all works It's wild, it's fun, it's stupid, 
but <laughs> it all makes sense and it's all like i found it fun i found every twist and turn that matthew vaughn had in store for us like very fun um i didn't appreciate its connection to the kingsman um trilogy or the kingsman like universe like i think he's trying like like they've said like emphatically he said it in all his episodes that there's connection there's connective tissues and there is there's actually a mid-scene like he really does love spies and he really wants to make a giant ass like crazy interconnected spy world you can tell um but like where the kingsman is like mark millar kind of bullshit this is like this is really kind of like this is matthew vaughn bullshit and i know that people think like there's no difference but there very much so is like this is matthew vaughn being cheeky about things and i mean i can't fault a movie that brings back that that brings back um the sam rockwell dancing like in a big way but i can't i can't fault a movie that has both references and homages to the cutting edge and dirty dancing I mean, yeah, if you give me if you give me Sam Rockwell having a good time, then I, I'm usually down for that. Like and, I, and fucking hating on a cat. He hates the cat in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, in the, the trailer. The I hate that cat. <laughs> the, the, the T-Swift cat. Like, like he hates it. Um, the biggest. OK, so like the biggest surprise in this movie for me. Um, is. Matthew Vaughn's usage of Catherine O'Hara. Like you like if you're a Catherine O'Hara fan, you will be fucking delighted by how he uses her. Um it's just it it just works. Like for me it works. There's a lot of stuff that that's like WTF. Um but I think that what people don't understand is I feel like Matthew Vaughn is taking the piss out of action movies and spy movies with this movie but doing it in the way that the way that he did it in kick-ass this is like literally the spy version of kick-ass you know how like kick-ass is both referential and hates the tropes i mean that's mark millar right um like you know he both loves the he both loves everything about the genre he's doing but hates it at the same time um it's kind of what argyle is and it's super big. It takes place like all around the country. Like it's shot on location at places. Um, it's just a lot. Like it really is fun. Like it really is fun. And um, <clears throat> it's not perfect, but I don't even think the Kingsman's movies are perfect. In fact, though, those movies are fucking wildly fucking like they have plot holes in them the size of fucking Alaska. Um, so like people complaining about this, it just shows how shitty they are as human beings and un- their inability to like actually have fun with it. Um, it is a very divisive film, as I have seen. Like reviews have come up, and they're yeah. either <clears throat> I I found that kind of fun. I, like I always find it funny. Like with these mm-hmm. types of movies, like I, I get that you like you got your critic hat on, but like at the same time, I'm like. What did you think you were going to see? Yeah. Something that was kind of dumb. You know, like, we were talking about Adam Sandler earlier. Like, there are Adam Sandler movies, like, that clearly, I'm just like, ugh, yeah, no. Like, I'm glad you and your buddies got to go wherever you got to go and had a good time making this. But, like, 
this is just not for me. And I can tell that by yep. the trailer. But like the flip side is like people that critically review it. I'm just like, the fuck did you think you were going to see that Western movie that he made? Like, wh- what did you think you were going to watch? Like, I, so like th- these types of movies, I'm just like, I, I don't know what you thought you were going to see, but like I saw the trailer and I was just like, oh, this looks like big dumb fun. Like, mm-hmm. like I should not go into this with any kind of expectation of anything other than like, hey, Sam Rockwell's going to be having a good time. I, I don't hate, uh, what's her name? Um, the, Bryce the, Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, mm-hmm. And the rest of the cast, like, it's full of people that I just genuinely enjoy. So, okay, it'll be big dumb fun. That's it. That's all it is. And, and like, to like, not to like, I don't know, like, I I don't understand the vitriol that's been spewed at it, because I've seen a lot. I've seen some critics go after it hard. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, it's not, it's not a terrible movie. You know what? Like, it's not the last Bond movie. That's for goddamn sure. Like, it, it, like it Which I still have has seen. a sense of fun. <laughs> oh God! Talk about a trudge. Do you want to know the ending? Like spoiler, guys. Password. I, 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 it's been spoiled for me. Like, oh, okay. It's been years at this point. I know how it ends. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> even what, knowing actually, how it ends, I'm not like I want to watch it. I want to see how he dies. Um, yeah. I'm still just like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't really uh, okay. care anymore. <laughs> so. So question question for you, um, because I'm curious about this now, because I like he's the biggest James Bond fan that we both know. Um, what did what did Spencer think about the, that movie? Like, I never even we know. haven't talked about it. He's asked me okay. a few times if I've seen it, like, uh-huh. which usually I always take to mean he's rewatched it and is texting me to go like, hey, did you finally <laughs> watch this? And every time I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not really that interested. You know, he it's it's funny because we talked about uh, he does this with several things. Uh, we talked about Dune last week a little bit and Dune 2 Dude. coming out. And yeah. uh, uh, he texted me to tell me that like they were making plans like for a small like a small group outing because Dune uh-huh. 2 is going to be playing in the real IMAX that's in downtown it, Chattanooga. Intense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and cool. he's like, so, hey, we're, yeah, we're going to go like, you know, uh, here's here's the plan. And I'm like, wow. I'm like uh, I, my response is like, yeah, I still haven't seen Dune. So I, I can't imagine I'll see Dune, too. Uh, and, and he said, I think what you meant to say is I'm going to watch Dune this weekend so I can go see Dune, too, with you guys. And I was like, eh, not really. <laughs> like, not <laughs> He's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know, man. I look at it and I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Like, I I just, I cannot get my, like, I can't get into it. You know, like I can't get myself up for, to take that ride. I'm just like, eh, that's like three and a half hours of anything else I could be doing. Like, uh, you know. And on top of that, I know there's another three and a half hours that I'm then going to be compelled to to follow through with. And I'm just like, eh, no, I'm I'm good. (laughs) Like, I I don't 
like I, <laughs> I'm always just like, when you get older, maybe you'll understand. <laughs> Because he's much younger than us. He's um, yeah, he's much younger than us. Um, like, like what's funny is like, like um, <laughs> about No Time to Die is that like I know what's going to happen if you ever watch it. You're going to be pissed. You're going to be really pissed because they they waste Rami Malek. Like, like they just waste him. That was like, the only they, thing I was excited for, and when. It wasn't people talking about how great Rami Malik was when the movie came out. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay, I yeah, I'm not, I'm not down for this," because it's like I remember like we talked about how good the like the villain performances were in the other movies, and yes. nobody was talking about. Like, so I'm like, uh, so this is just a waste of a, like, oh, it's like, oh, hey, this guy just won an Oscar. Let's get him and then give him nothing yeah. to do. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and like, like, that's the problem with the movie is that, like, you have Lashana Lynch and you're using her, like, with her original British accent and you cannot manage to make her a badass, like, as the new 007, like, like the only scene that actually works action wise is the one with Anna Diarmas, and even like her her role is so troubling. It's literally a girl sucking on a straw with, from a coke from a coke bottle and kind of being flirty, but also like having this action moment. And like the action moment is the only thing that's good. Like it is a wild two hours and forty five minutes to watch, and all for like, huh? Like, that's literally what it is. It's like, there's only two good, like, the sad part is, and nobody wants to hear it, is like, just like, just like the Pierce Brosnan, like, era, there's only two really good, um, two really good Daniel Craig Bond movies. They are Casino Royale and Skyfall. Like, that's it. Everything else sucks. Like they're not great movies. They're like conventional James Bond movies that, that are shot like, Jason Bourne movies, yeah. but they all have the same fucking problems. Like, but those, you, those, those two are the only ones. That you, did you see the, I, I, in which I guess, uh, Cavill's kind of back in the news. Cause we got that trailer for yeah. his new, new movie. Oh God. Yes. Which the John Guy Ritchie movie. Incredibly fun. Um, yes. uh, but yeah, apparently Cavill, lost the the part of bond because he looked too young like that was the only reason they didn't go with him like his audition was apparently fantastic but he just looked uh way too young which i would argue dude still looks really young man yeah (laughs) like he just looks fit (laughs) yeah i mean he's 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 nearing 40 now um like and like Matthew Vaughn said something like that was very interesting. He was like, and the way that they use Cavill and Argyle is kind of amazing. Like, this is why I don't understand why people more people aren't like I'll fucking vibe with this movie. Like, there's been a couple of people that I've noticed that have vibed to it, and I think that they're ahead of the curve because this movie is fun and it does things that you don't expect it to. The like I don't know. 
but like it like it like Vaughn said something was like he was like when they were talking about the, the character Argyle, like Agent Argyle, um, he was like, let's just get Cavill. Let's get him like he was like talking about an interview. He was like, I wanted Cavill before before the produce the Bond producers like, you know, took their heads out of their rectums and and decided to cast him because he's the only logical choice at this point the like other than daniel craig of who can play james bond and he goes and you know what i'm the good luck charm for for the bond casting because i mean you know he made layer cake which is probably one of my favorite daniel craig movies and performances and it's the reason why they all said that it's the reason why daniel craig got the role was both his audition and like you know layer cake and just the way that he presented himself in that movie and it's like that kind of makes sense and it kind of tracks and i would not be surprised if they did decide to go with henry cavill because he's so different than daniel craig right like he like i mean not only being like six foot five and like you know built like a linebacker but but like just the energy is different um, I, I love that he's in a guy rich. I love that he's in both of these movies in yes, the same like, year. Like <laughs> guy doing, Ritchie and Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they playing, both have incredible casts, man. Yeah, like just they do. killer, killer cast. Oh, like the like I love that this. What what is it called? The 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 League of ungentlemanly or the the department of ungentlemanly warfare whatever it's called like it's essentially guy Ritchie going it's the same like you remember how i was telling you the operation uh fortune movie was essentially guy Ritchie going like reading the script for mission impossible dead reckoning and go mike i can do that this is like him like watching fucking um inglorious bastards on the tv and go yeah i can do that i can do that (laughs) (laughs) like Uh, he was born like i mean you know it it feels like i love guy Ritchie, right and i love his movies like i'm always in the bag but it feels like something shook shook him up enough to go i'm gonna go back to old guy Ritchie. Like, right? Like, the ensemble, the fun, the hyper-violent. It feels like that's what we're in store for with that movie. Um, uh, and, like, that cast, man, that cast is super awesome. Like, you know, just, like, everybody, like, and then it looks like everybody's hitting on all cylinders. So I'm really looking forward to that one. That's actually probably the thing that I'm looking most forward to for the for the spring. Like, even more than Dune or any other, like, you know, like movie that we're going to have in the next couple of months, like up until the summer, this is the one that I'm like, yeah, I really need to see this like yeah. death to Nazis in the most bloody way possible. Yeah. You know? And, um, and so, I'm, yeah. I'm always down for like Cavill as a not good guy. Like, yeah. It, like dirty him up a little bit, you know, I mm-hmm. like, it, it seems like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, giving I'm, him his I'm original accent, yeah, 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 like, like that. That's the thing that annoys me the most is when Brits do this weird mid Atlantic accent where they're from nowhere. I yeah. mean, they basically have my accent, right? Like, I'm like, you know, I have my California, my California accent, which is very kind of like it's what all the Hollywood stars speak. Um, 
I kind of like it when people don't have to do that and they can just have their original voice because I feel like it informs on the acting because they're not like having to think about that stupid accent all the time, yeah. right? They just drop it. Um, that one looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I watched that trailer like three or four times. Yeah, um, it, it looks so good. Um, yeah. So the only thing I watched this week, and, and I've got one episode left, is I I, I started the latest possible, possibly final incarnation of Kevin Smith's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe run, uh, Revolution. Went, like, yeah, so how is that? Like, that went, it looks like it went galaxy. Like, it went, like, sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, am I... It, it's, it's really good. They only, he's mm-hmm. only, it's only five episodes. Oh. And I, that's disappointing because there's a lot of ideas from different iterations of this franchise that he incorporates uh-huh. into it. Um, that, that I feel like could definitely be explored more. Um, hmm. but okay. I, it, it certainly like made an impact. It, it, it hit huge when it dropped it. It was in like the top Netflix top five for the hell it probably still is. So that's been like a week. Um, yeah. and you know, it, it's, it's good. Like, it's really, really good. I've not had a problem with his iteration, like, which really is kind of a continuation of the original series. Like, it, mm-hmm. it has a lot of love for that original property. Um, but I also feel like Netflix was, like, trying to test the waters of if there's still a fan base for this. So they can finally move forward with the live action uh, version that that everybody wants to do, but you know can't seem to to get around to to like nailing something down. Yeah. Uh, but I, a lot of people probably roll their eyes at stuff like this, but like, so in in this season if you want to call it that uh mm-hmm. they they bring in a new a, a character who is then voiced by the actress who played evil in in oh the uh the live action film with Dolph Lundgren yeah which i love um like oh God, i i, I just love name. that idea you know, yes, she's she's like maybe the most unique looking actress in the eighties. Her eyes, yeah, her eyes, like she was incredible. Uh, Meg Foster, Meg Foster, yeah, Meg Foster, Meg Foster. Um, yeah. and I'm just yes. like, oh my god, is that Meg Foster? Of course, look it up. And then they bring in Gwildor, who was a character in the live no. action. Yeah. Yes, and it's they have this whole thing. Where Orko and Gwildor meet each other, and it's no. like this catty bullshit. <laughs> They're like sniping at each other, and it's really what? funny. Yeah, it's really funny. And uh, the the plot is what it is. Like I don't I don't want to get into that. You really mm-hmm. do kind of have to watch all the other stuff to like. If you just started with this, you'd be fucking lost. You'd be like. 
Why yeah. is Skeletor like part machine now? Like none of this makes any sense. Um, you kind of just have to watch what came before. Um, but it, it it was a really like I, I've still got the the finale, but it's a mm-hmm. really nice love letter to the franchise itself. And I, so the previous Kevin Smith, uh, this is Re- Revolution. The yes. one before this was Revelation. Um, in it, uh, Adam slash He-Man dies. And people went fucking apeshit. Uh, this this bastard killed He-Man. Uh, and uh, like this one literally opens with, uh, with his return. Like it, it's where it starts like oh hey i'm back bitches like and uh it's what's funny to me is like it's clear that's where it was going from the jump yeah like it it was never about like oh he's gonna die and stay dead like you know it's it's so kind of stupid that people got so up in arms about that like it it's the death of Superman thing, right? You know, yeah. like I'm sure maybe when they first killed Super well, when when that big death of Superman happened, I'm sure there were people that were like, I can't believe they're killing Superman. That's fucked up and kind of got a little shitty about it. But like A most of us were just in it for the story. A lot of us knew he was going to come back. He was never going to stay dead. And like, then there were certain people that were pissed off. Like, oh, I can't believe they killed him only to bring him back. And it's just like, you don't really understand how this works, do you? (laughs) Like, you know. (laughs) Um, Okay, so like, have you. uh, um, So like, this actually leads to a perfect question for you, because I, I. I've watched a couple of episodes and I'm slow rolling it because I really am really loving what, um, what they're doing. Um, and we're a fan of this guy and we, like, it was one of the first things that we kind of bonded over, uh, when we started podcasting together, uh, like way back in the day in the film dispenser days. But, um, have you watched any of Scott Pilgrim? Uh, no, I haven't. It's, it's on my to catch up with list. Um, Okay. <laughs> I because do want to see it. I want to go back and rewatch the movie because it's been a while. Because this is kind of a follow up, right? Um, no, actually, it's a reinvention, like in the truest possible sense of the word. He used, like, so Grabinski and, um, and because, like, you know, uh, Ben David Grabinski, like, wrote, like, show ran it with, uh, and he's the one that I'm talking about, because we, we talked about him once, uh, like, like, one of our first conversations was about him and his, and his work, like, you know, his short film work, which we both really liked, um, and just being a fan of his, and, like, him getting a chance to work with, um, who's the guy who wrote, um, uh, good lord, um, Brian, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, Brian right, Lee O'Malley. Yeah. Yeah, like what they do with this property and how they change it and how they make it, how they change it and they pull the the carpet from underneath your feet is kind of the way that it's kind of very spiritually connected to He-Man or Masters of the Universe. Because like 
Kevin Smith, like, you know, is very distinct about it. It's not just He-Man. It's, it's called Masters of the Universe, right? Like his, his iteration. Um, I, so like, I'm very interested and intrigued by like what you're going to think once you dive into this. Um, it would, it, it's kind of fun to watch the movie before and then see what they do and how they transmorph it into something different, but very similar um i it's something i haven't talked about because it's like it's 30 minute episodes right so like i've watched like four of them i think um and just being delighted by how they're approaching it with the same cast like i mean they're all there right like the the entire cast yeah. is the, they're just changed to voice cast and what they use what like how they decide to tell the story in a very different manner but at the same time in the same manner is kind of wonderful like it's a very kind of I now know, like, what prompted me to watch it was, I was like, so Critics', Critics Choice gave this best animated series? I'm like, over a lot of the other things that I, I saw that were, like, good, I'm like, I gotta give this a try. And then by the, by the end of the first episode, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. I know why they did this. And then following it up and watching it and watching it and continue to, like, go down that, like, that rabbit hole slowly. Um, has been uh, like kind of fun in the last month. Um, so yeah, like you know, just as a side note, I'm actually very excited. I just got to find time for um, for this the the final five episodes, which sucks. I thought it was a whole ten episode run. Um, it's only uh, like eight I, episodes, right? Uh, which one? The uh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim? Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Pilgrim is eight. Um, yeah, and then uh, I started weirdly enough, like. Apple had a had a had a sale for all of the Masters of the Universe for nine ninety nine, including that documentary that they made that two hour documentary yeah. on the make. They had it for nine ninety nine, so I had to buy it. So I've been slowly also watching episodes of the original with much entertainment and hilarity. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's something else, man. Like there's. I appreciate the lore that is there, but like, mm -hmm. God, man, it's so, it's such, it, I tried to rewatch them years and years ago and I don't, I don't know. I found them just to be a little too much for me. Like I was like, I shouldn't like, I, I can go back and watch like transformers mm -hmm. and, and it's fine. But like he, man, I was just like, I don't know, man. It's just too, it's a slog kind of for me. Like for anybody that it isn't like, I'm not trying to take it away yeah. and it might not be for you, but like I tried, cause I bought them when they first came out on DVD. I was like, Oh, this oh, is yeah. great. And I've tried to watch them. I'm like, Oh, this, this is not great. <laughs> These are okay, kind of dumb. <laughs> so the way you feel about He-Man is the way I feel about Transformers. Like there's too much speechifying. Like, okay, like yeah. for me, like what bothers me about Transformers is the same thing that bothers me about G.I. Joe is yeah, that there's a lot, monologuing. Of, a lot oh, of monologues and like I Optimus so Prime is just like, it's like, Jesus, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the funniest part is, is that like Michael Bay got that right. Like, yeah, it's he, very did. Weird. he did. <laughs> like he, he got that so right. Like there's so much speechifying in that show, um, which like. Like, yeah, but like the He-Man stuff, it's so dumb. 
it's so much fun because it's so dumb. Like, it's really dumb, guys. Like, I don't know if you guys are, like, there's a, like, I also have the, like, I also, uh, the Ninja Turtles. Like, I actually own the, the I, I, like, you know, the Me complete... too. I, I do have a lot of enjoyment with the, uh, the Ninja yes. Turtles. That, that, to <laughs> me, that is one that wholeheartedly holds up because. Yes. Like, I, but even at the time, I remember, like, it was silly and goofy. Like, That's the thing. Yeah. It wasn't self-serious. No, absolutely not. Like, whereas, like, Transformers and G.I. Joe and He-Man were very serious about yeah. their stuff. It's all in the, like, what you can take as cheesy, right? And so, like, like for me, like, because He-Man keeps the monologuing to a minimum, and when they do monologue, they have the most stupidest voices doing it like Skeletor like I don't think that people really remember how crazy Skeletor's voice is in the original series it, it, yeah it, it it was ridiculous like yeah so ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and then He-Man's voice too like is like what like yeah. I but there's something fun and it takes the wind out of the sails of the seriousness of it um whereas like with gi joe and like gi joe has a similar thing but it's so serious and it's so like i don't know like it, it it's weird because it like it like like we've we actually talked about another tv series where because okay, so like the trailer drop for Ghost uh, for Ghostbusters, the Lost, the Frozen Kingdom, or whatever, yeah. and I had mentioned to you, I was like, you know what? Even though it's trying to be an emblem film, I'm in the back for this one because this looks like what Dan Aykroyd initially was trying to do, right? Like, like what he wanted to do with his initial script, super big. But then you made a counterpoint, which is probably a little bit more accurate, which is, is that they're trading in on the images from the Saturday morning cartoon and the goodwill that we have towards that, which is funny because I own that box set and I recently rewatched that. And it's funny how much of imagery from the trailer for that new one is straight up imagery from the Ghostbusters animated series and how I know that people have lived with that in the past and how like they're afraid to reapproach it. I'm going to tell you, like I had a lot of fun with it. Like reapproaching it was one of my, like my favorite things that I did a couple of years ago because it's like all of the lore that I remember in my head that I thought were in the movies because I didn't start watching. No, the movie it's again. all from the show. It's all, it's all from, from the, the show. show. Yeah. And like, I didn't realize until after like the ending of Ghostbusters, the afterlife movie is literally setting up Ghostbusters, the animated series in a weird way. Right. And yeah. so like, but then all of the stuff that you see in the sequel is literally from the animated series. And it was wild that you mentioned that. And then I was like, shit, it is, isn't it? It totally yeah. is. I, I um, mean, the, it, it's, it's funny. The, the, the reference people have for ghostbusters, like it's, it's age dependent. Like, yes. My dad loves ghostbusters, but my dad loves ghostbusters the movie like yeah. i love ghostbusters the property <laughs> mm -hmm. like yeah 
And it, it's such a, a difference. And, you know, mostly that's why the reboot didn't really work because it wasn't leaning into that property. It was like a reboot proper. Um, cause like, if you go back and look at the numbers, it, they actually made the same amount of money on a similar budget as the last movie. Yes. Like, yeah. but the last movie leaned into the nostalgia for the property, not, you know, the, those characters themselves. And that's what kind of gets people going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that happens a lot more than you think. Like a lot of like the love I have for a property like He-Man is not, it's not actually rooted in the thing where it, it started, which sounds weird, but it's true. Like, my nostalgia for He-Man actually turned out had nothing to do with the original animated series and everything to do with like the toys themselves and yes. the live action film, which I watched probably way more than I did the animated series. A hundred percent. Can I ask and, you something? Yeah. Can I ask you something about the toys? Did you, were you like me and a super nerd where when you got the things, you actually looked at the comics Yes. That they had like, like, wasn't like that was more like that kind of was counter to everything that was in the animated series. So like, I'm with you on that, like where it's like, it was more about the toys and the movie than it was the animated series. Because I'm watching it, like I said, I'm watching the animated series now and it's like, wow, that's very different. It's so different. Um Oh yeah, uh, uh, I, I mean it's yeah. like that with a a lot of things. Um, you know, my love for yeah. Well, I will say Transformers. We didn't have tra- my my parents could not afford Transformers, so oh. we didn't have Transformers. So my that's the reverse. My love for that franchise stems pretty strictly from the animated series and the okay. movie. So that's yeah, why the, the, it's like rooted in that. Um, and not necessarily the toys. I, I didn't have my first actual transformer until I was, uh, probably in my twenties. Um, Oh, okay. But, uh, what was your first, what was your first one? Like, I, I, that makes me very curious. Like what, what did you choose? Like, since it was in your twenties, you had a choice, right? It would have been one of the, the incarnations of that show that was out at the time. Like, Armada oh, or um, something like that. Yeah, Armada. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, it would have been uh, one of those because, uh, like, I I would I would watch those those reboots like of the show. Uh-huh. Um, yes. You know, I, I would Beast Wars. I would catch when I could catch it. Uh, it was a hard one for to watch during that era for me. Um, but like uh, it, Ryan and I had a a. a discussion once where we were talking about comic book stuff and i was like you realize like most of our knowledge of of like these characters doesn't actually come from us reading the comics it came from us like collecting the trading cards like with all the little factoids and origin stories and stuff on the back like we like we 
we're so big into those cards like we own we really only know the history from from that you know it's similar with star wars and gi joe where Mm -hmm. like we know those stories because of the action figures not because like there was ever anything officially released so like it's it's weird how nostalgia fucks with your head like that like yes everybody thinks that they love the ghostbusters but it's like hey man like if you look at those movies there's one truly great ghostbusters movie and that's it and that's the rest the of that... them are literally just okay. Even the reboot. It's just okay. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, like, Ghostbusters 2 is right. not great. <laughs> like, there's a reason there wasn't a Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> yeah, because it was not a good movie. It wasn't it wasn't a hit like at all in any way, shape, or form. And you kind of like you look at it and you go, oh, if that movie wow. had made $200 million, there would have been a fucking Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there literally would have. Um, but there's not, and there wasn't, and so they didn't. And um, yeah, like it, it's funny, like you like you bring up a very salient point about about like nostalgia and how it fucks with your head. And that's kind of like the reason why I was wanting to talk about that because it's kind of interesting how that that works, right? Like how you can you can have a, a picture in your head of things and it not be exactly what you thought it was the what yeah. it was. And that's and that to me more than anything else is the thing that that fucks with like that that I feel like fucks with me, right? Is like the fact that it, what I thought it was and what it actually is are very, very different, yeah. right? Like they're very different. Um, I mean, and, and I, I think of the fact that I like as a society for the most part, like we have a hard time letting go. We have differing opinions about what those things were. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like Transformers to me is not the same as Transformers to you. Like yeah. the nostalgia of it is very, very different. And very different, right? We have a hard time letting go of what we think it should be and, you know, and trying to just enjoy it for what it is. Now, it, it, trans, like Transformers is a good, like, one to point a finger at because like the first movie I feel like kind of does play on that nostalgia and also does different things. But then Michael Bay just goes way too fucking far. And like those movies just become an absolute mess to the point that literally Steven Spielberg has to be like, Hey man, stop making those movies. (laughs) Like just, just stop. Like you're not (laughs) doing anybody any favors. Including yourself in your career. (laughs) Yeah. Stop making them. Um, You know, and unfortunately, what wound up happening is the they they got more nostalgic, but less intelligent. Like like they don't really uh, they don't connect the way they should anymore. Um, they don't it, like it, it's like throwing stuff at a wall and some of it works and some of it doesn't like we both enjoyed the last movie but yeah i think we also both agree like 
it's not like it's not high art like it, no, it's not not in any way shape know, or form right um it's just kind of fun um yeah. but yeah I, the it i i i was listening to a podcast going back to the ghostbusters thing and oh. uh this podcast tell them steve dave and one of the guys on there uh he uh brian quinn he's also on impractical jokers uh he is a huge ghostbusters fan like og movie ghostbusters oh, okay. he he's he was a fireman in the nypd uh or nypd <laughs> in the new york nyf new york fire yeah. department um and so like it's it's this thing for him but like he loves the first ghostbusters movie that's what he loves and like anytime ghostbusters comes up he will go on this little mini rant about how like everything after is not ghostbusters <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like it, it's this thing where the, there was a cartoon and the cartoon hit and it was like oh now ghostbusters is a kid's property and he's like that first movie is not a kid's movie like no, it's not. and people like he wants a follow-up to actual ghostbusters and he keeps just getting something that's like Hey, do you remember the cartoon? <laughs> you oh, know? And it's yes. just like, that's not what I want. And like, so he hasn't been happy with anything Ghostbusters has done since 1984. <laughs> so <laughs> we, that got, that's got to be rough, right? Like, like living that life, like that's got to be super fucking rough. <laughs> I yeah, mean, but at, I'll say know? this at least he's like, he He's understands honest. yeah he yeah. understands what he likes about ghostbusters whereas like it seems like specifically for that franchise but with a lot of franchises people are like oh i didn't understand what it was that i was actually a fan of which is a weird thing like when we talk about these things because it's like i feel like oftentimes like people that are general public like Joe Q public, like, like normies, right? Like I call them normies. Everybody has a word for them. Like the, like a derogatory term about people that are not into our culture. Right. Um, but here's the thing is like normies. I feel like think that we have movies that are like retro, like, like, like happy places, like on constant rotation, which is just not the truth. Right. Like there was a point where like, like as an example for ghostbusters, there was a point where, like I watched the DVD of it when it first came out, you know, that special edition that everybody yeah. loved. I watched it once and then I put it away for like 15 years, like literally just like, I think it came out in 99 or 2000 and I literally did not pick it up again. I didn't watch ghostbusters again until like the, the Paul Feig, like all female um, ghostbusters came out. So like, think about that. Like I, and I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. I used to be a big Bill Bill Murray fan. Um, that's a lot to unpack, I know. And let's please don't tell Spencer that. I think that Spencer would be disappointed if he found out that I wasn't a Bill Murray fan anymore. Um, but there are reasons, um, which we won't get into on this podcast. But needless to say, it's weird how people think there's this line of thought, but re in actuality, it's not. And you just have too much shit to watch. But then your head creates this headcanon. That's why we call it headcanon, right? 
We create this headcanon that is so opposite and contrary to what we think that the initial thing is. So like when I rewatch stuff, oftentimes, unless it's a, a Star Wars or an Indiana Jones film, which I kind of like constantly, they're comfort food. I have those in my my heart, right? But what they yeah. are and what they what what you think that they are in your head are two different things. It's almost like it's also like to make an analogy, it's like <laughs> I saw this weird post, like the saddest deaths in in the history of cinema and it really pissed me off because the the final one was tony stark and i'm like oh okay so we're gonna we're gonna say the narcissistic billionaire and hero worship of that fucking billionaire is the saddest death okay whatever i'm like okay let's talk about a war criminal and seeing it but it was funny because i was thinking about it and i'm like you know it's been a long time since i saw the first one all of my notions of tony are not from that that movie they're actually not even from any of the iron man series they're from the avengers and everybody's like thoughts on tony stark if you think about it and you think the way that they they look at tony stark it's all based off avengers stuff not iron man yeah which is wild to me and that's like you know headcanon doing its shit right yeah um which i always find odd but it's a great thing. Like, I love even, it. Even with fake deaths, we tend to like eschew like all of the the problematic things. We're like, oh well, they died, yeah. so we have to like eulogize them in a way that that's not like realistic. Uh, you know, I mean, we do that in life, so it makes mm-hmm. sense that we do that with our fictional characters as well. You know, I, I, Snape is a good example. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, but <laughs> he's yeah. still not that good. Yeah, like, he, he was he was a piece of shit because he was treated like a piece of shit. So, like, yeah. you know, it's like the snake eating itself. I'm yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like, yeah. I'm like. Uh, you do realize, regardless of whether or not you forgive him, he still killed. He still killed one of the most beloved fucking characters. Yeah. And I, in the in, like, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like it becomes like this weird, complicated thing where, like, people don't take characters for who they are. Right? It's like I, it's always like the adjustment of that. I, I, I so there was uh, this is a good way to bring it back to the scott pilgrim thing you were talking mm-hmm. about earlier because there was a question i wanted to ask about the show okay. um which i may be kind of spoilery i don't think it is um okay. and we can end on this in the new scott pilgrim show uh-huh. as far as you've gotten mm-hmm. does it finally kind of take the stance that scott pilgrim is not really a good dude Oh, absolutely, 150%. And that's what I love about it. Like, from the first episode, like, they do something, they make a choice, and this fucking choice is a choice. Like, like, I know that sounds weird because I'm not really revealing it to you, and you can kind of infer what I'm talking about, but they make a choice, and this choice has ramifications. But I feel like O'Malley and Grabinski know what they're doing because by the time you hit the third episode, you're like... Aha! This is exactly what I uh, wanted uh, from this. Yeah, now now I'm definitely intrigued to watch it because, uh, it, and it's funny how it, not the actual 
not the movie, not the creator, not mm-hmm. the the art, not the books, not the it's the fandom of something like that that always winds up turning me off. And like yes. it seemed like the the fandom of Scott Pilgrim like was so I don't want to say worshipful, but like it, it, it's like we're not talking about how problematic this character is like it, it it happens with it's happened with the boys it's happened with breaking bad um yep. and it's just like i would like somebody to 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 just be like so yeah like these characters are problematic whether it's on purpose or not like we need to to understand that like okay well you know they're not not necessarily not that they're bad people but they're you know scott scott's not necessarily a good dude like the shit with knives in the movie it's really kind of fucked up man <laughs> like, well it's it's like he's like fuck you guys he's dating a 16 year old like like that is a that is troubling mm-hmm. behavior and like and the fact that only one person says something and it's his ex-girlfriend yeah. makes it very, like you said, very And it's troubling. like, oh, she's just a bitch. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, uh, that might be true, but those things, those two things are not necessarily connected. <laughs> like, yeah. like, she can be right and be too. kind of a bitch, too. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. You're 100% right. It's like, uh, uh okay. Just like, like, he can be wrong and shitty without understanding that he's wrong and shitty and like whether he grows like it's all debatable whether he does grow as a character or Mm -hmm. deserves the ending he gets and it's like if you're willing to have those discussions then i'm okay with whatever it's when you're like you want like fandom or sometimes creators want to close it off and be like no like they're they're you know, a good person. Like, I, I got into a debate, uh, not for nothing, but I, I got into uh-huh. a debate one time with uh, uh, a uh, a woman online who posted something about Joker and uh, Harley's, like, love. And I'm like, and, and, like, what a great love story it was. And I'm like, it's not, though? <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. They, like that's a tale of abuse and yeah i'm like this this is not like she's not okay they're not okay yeah. it's not like and then it was like i just didn't understand i was a guy i was misogynistic and I, but how like, are you misogynistic I when you're know. the one saying <laughs> i don't joker's know. a piece of shit and she's like uh, you know we all uh, should have uh love like joker and harley and i'm just like Eh, we should probably all have like now I could point and go, we should all have a love like Harley and Ivy, maybe that's very maybe. like supportive yeah. and like discussing things and self recognition and like, you know, realization and not like fucking abuse. <laughs> like it's it's an yeah, abusive like... relationship. <laughs> like I I like the Joker Harley stuff in Batman, the animated series. I, I, I do. Uh, and I don't like revel in it, but like, mm-hmm. I do like those stories, but I'm not gonna 
like I don't for one minute not see it for what it is. <laughs> like yeah, like <laughs> it's fucked up. So it really, it's a tale of abuse. Like like, and here's the thing: is that like this is where Paul Dini and Bruce Tim really fucked up, which is that like. Like my big issue in Umbridge with them always comes up when people try to tackle that and they fucking, they fucking like, I mean, we've seen what happens when people try to talk to them about that. It becomes this whole thing of like, oh, no, 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 that's not like, it's weird how that works. But at the same time, it's like, it's absolutely a tale of abuse. Like yeah. there's no if, ands or buts about it. It's like. I'm really interested to see how this new movie kind of tackles that and, uh, you know, what they do with it. Um, oh, you, you mean like the, um, the, um, what's his name movie? Um, yeah. The new, uh, the Joaquin one. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm interested too, especially because it's so like, I know it's weird and it's fucking grimy and it's fucking I don't know, man. Like it is fucking like it's exactly what you what you what you expect from um, uh, Todd Phillips, right? Yeah. Like, and he's kind of the person to. It's kind of like the perfect person to do it because, like, he himself is not like is is a very troubling figure. So, like, if it's gonna be anything, it's gonna be interesting because of the fact that he's gonna have no optics on it right like there's not going to be a distance yeah <laughs> at least in my estimation i don't know we, we we'll we'll find out we'll definitely find out because it is it is definitely something that it's on the radar right like we haven't even yeah. gotten the trailer yet um people are going to lose their fucking mind over that I, I shit i think we might get one at the super bowl so yeah i also think dune 2 is probably where like it might be a yeah. preview and then they'll drop it in dune 2 yeah um you know, and we will get our first eyes on on this on this musical. Like I'm still wilding out about that that it's a fucking yeah. musical, it's, like a full on musical. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, crazy. Which, which makes sense. I mean, if you really think about it, like if it's in Joker's head again, yeah. it it would absolutely make sense that he would make a movie musical about this woman that he's obsessed with, or that's yeah. obsessed with him. I mean, I I, I, I like the idea of this kind of. As much as the movie's problematic, and I, I hate that it's basically Todd Phillips remaking classic like seventies cinema as yeah. like superhero movies, but this is basically going to be like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, um, mm -hmm. and to to the first taxi driver, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, know, we'll see. Uh, yeah. anyway, uh, I don't, I have no idea what I'm going to get to watch this week, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we reconvene, uh, hopefully next week. Um, I am yeah. going out of town Friday. I oh, okay. don't know when I'll be back and we can talk more about it off air. So, okay. uh, schedule may be wonky next weekend, but, uh, anyway, um, all right, so go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com, um, including Pod Lasso, Ted Lasso podcast. Everything else is kind of on hiatus right now because my co-hosts are busy with life. But, uh, you know, that's why we're here. Uh, and yes. then you can check out uh, my writing over at Adam's website. Themovieisle.com. Um, 
where I am, of course, constantly writing. Um, even though I'm I'm drowning in real work, um, I still manage to find some space to I don't to write how. about uh, <laughs> insomnia, bro. Insomnia. That's like that. That's the simple answer of it all. Like I I have I have some pretty bad insomnia, as you like as we've talked about over the years. So like I turn that into my superpower and just kind of like you know when I'm like you know not able to get to sleep, I just kind of slip out of the bedroom and go. Go watch things with my with my headphones on. You know, it's a lot of late night viewing. So, and also make notes. Like I I do I do a heavy like thing of like keeping my notepad out and writing jotting things down so it's easier for me to write reviews. Um, but yeah, you can always read my work and Logan's work. Um, uh, we're wrapping up the best of 2023 this like last month and also this month because i owe i owe it uh, i owe my top 10 which will not be surprising to anybody if they've listened to this um but yeah we have all of that stuff um maybe we'll uh, get to talk true detective next week yes uh, maybe maybe i can get to my maybe i can finally get to it because we're now at what four episodes or five so, episodes uh we just passed episode four okay so we're or, getting no, near maybe this week is episode four um yeah it's over halfway through i think as of this week so or right at halfway through as of this week um so yeah if nothing else we could talk about the fucking sour grapes (laughs) of of the creator just being like i think it's dumb (laughs) and everybody else just being like oh my god this show is brilliant again <laughs> oh, man. oh my god dude like don't, yeah <laughs> just what what sour grapes man what sour grapes uh but whatever if he i mean if he, it's if he don't like it he don't like it but it, it it's it it's so far really enjoyable and feels like a true love letter to season one so um anyway we can hopefully maybe talk more about that next week um and uh, if not that, then I don't know. You'll find out when we get there. So we'll uh, we'll see you guys then. Talk to you guys soon. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But they're really all sold out. See it all together if you're with me now.